Good morning. It's 1037 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. You're listening to News Radio 923. Would you like to hop into the conversation this morning? We'd love to hear from you. 850-437-1620. We are heading into summer. We're going to talk some summer activities. I want to go ahead and welcome our health officer. The official, I'm going to salute you, Marie. Oh, gosh. Marie, <laughs> Marie Ma is joining us this morning. If you'd like to ask a question, anything going on at the health department, I know we'll get an update on a couple of things, but text it on in 850-437-1620. Any updates lately? Oh, uh, wow. Well, you know, moving into summertime, so there's always different um, health topics to talk about this time of year, so we'll be covering some of that. Um, it is... National Nurses Week, and we're wrapping that up tomorrow, I think. Um, so, you know, we use nurses a lot in very many different roles at the health department. They impact our services and our capacity in a great way. And I just want to give a little shout out of appreciation to all the nurses out there who have um, supported the health of our community, um, I don't know, for the last two years in particular, but just in general. So oh, absolutely. So if there's a nurse in your life, give them a hug or a thank you or a high five or all of the above. Oh, yes. I have a few. I always like text them questions. So I have this going on. What do you think? <laughs> they're like, calm down. Um, but yes, our nurses in our lives, whether they're friends or the ones that help us at the health department or at our doctor's office or in the emergency room, they're the ones that really are there doing the hands-on work. Literally, literally hands-on work. So yes. <clears throat> Love them. Okay. It's also, isn't it Mental Health Awareness Week too? It's, it's week Bridget, or right? month, I think. Okay. I'm going to be looking. I don't know about, I don't know about the specific week, but it's month for sure so so yeah and that's again something important to our uh, community health assessment and community health improvement plan there's a lot of great partnerships being developed in the area of mental health in our community and that is a great need so um, so you know it's always a good idea just you know ask someone if they're okay if if they need some help try to find a way to get them connected to some help it's you know we're not always in the position to be giving help but to just check on each other is important so very um, much so is <laughs> and to give your insurance company a call you never realize what options they have for you until you ask and there's even insurance companies and I'm pretty sure it's all across the board that have mental health professionals on staff on call if you need to talk to somebody and usually if you call to ask any questions about you know mental health or is counseling included how many visits a month um, if you call and ask those questions they'll usually have you go through and walk uh, walk through talk through with a social worker so it's better to ask than not right that's a great point your health insurance also if you work somewhere many companies have employee assistance programs that also provide access to those types of services um, some of them I know ours. Um, we have a, a text option if you needed to, you know, have a little bit of interaction with a mental health professional. Um, you can even text little quick messages with them. So oh, cool. it's, it's interesting that the technology that avails us of, of the options today. So yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So um, another thing before we get into the, the main topic is it is also National Bike Month. 
And um, I know in March we had uh, the big event for bicyclists and pedestrians, Ciclovia. Yes. Um, that was such a great, fun event. Um, March happens to be Florida Bike Month, but May is uh, National Bike Month. And so the Ciclovia and um, Bike Pensacola and some other organizations are getting together to put together a Bike to Work Day next week. So that's going to be it's going to be in partnership with the city of Pensacola. And... Um, they will celebrate on the 20th of May. I think it starts at, ooh, I don't have that detail. Um, let me see if I can find it because I thought I printed that out. Bike to work. Bike to work day. Um, there, there's going to be a group of people gathering at Dunwoody Park. That's up in the Cordova Park area. Yes. To ride their bikes down to City Hall. And uh, they have a Facebook event on um, Ciclovia Pensacola Facebook page. So there's probably going to be some details there about when they gather at Dunwoody. Um, But they're going to ride down to City Hall and try to arrive at City Hall about 8.30. They're going to have some breakfast um, and and like a little, I don't want to say health fair. I guess that would be from from the health department's perspective, a health fair. Um, But they'll have, you know, just kind of a little bit of an outdoor event down there. and there'll be folks hanging around till about one o'clock. So they'll have um, some lunch resources in there too. Um, let's oh see. yeah, definitely visit their Facebook biking. page. Yeah, there's a ton of information and on so the Ciclovia Pensacola Facebook page. And if you can link that to your page, that would be awesome. Absolutely, so that so that, that word can spread. So I think helmet giveaways, T-shirts, prizes. Um, other cool things this says a little blurb they sent me so (laughs) we love cool things so cool things (laughs) um that's going to be a fun event um and i look forward to hopefully having a good turnout for that excellent okay so that's coming up next uh next week already wow may 20th week from friday um also a little celebration too i mean we're going to talk about activities in the summertime but just taking a look at the facebook page we want people to be active and be outside be safe though if you're biking to work um or thinking about doing that be safe make sure you have all the right gear reflective protective all of that um but now you can walk or ride over the Pensacola Bay Bridge, the walking path is open. You have to be safe with that too, just so everybody knows. You know, it it was really busy the first couple of days, but that's also a really fun thing to do, whether you like to bike or walk. Um, And then I saw that Ciclovia Pensacola, and I don't know if you're gonna talk about this or not, is talking about uh, just one vote away from the Pensacola Skate Park, another like fun outdoor activity for everybody to enjoy. Yep, yep, yep. And so um, one more thing before I just get into the topics, I don't mean to change topics, but I think I forgot to do this at the beginning, but introduce my guest today. And this is just a, um, I don't think we're going to call on her to speak a whole lot, but um, one of our new public information team members is Bridget. She's with us at the health department now. Um, I will tell you, where, where did you come to us from, Bridget? From the college. From uh, Pensacola State. Mm-hmm. So. Very um, nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. So excited. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Pop in anytime you want. You can sure. hop on in a conversation. And I'm so excited. How um, how long have you been with Marie and the team? 
Oh, it's only been a few weeks. I, okay. This is about my fourth week. Yes, I think we're right So you're initiating her, Marie, by bringing her on air. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to welcome your team member. I really like it. Well, we have a lot of fun, and there's so much information. People just love having this segment and these conversations. It's all We change it up every month, so it is a really great opportunity. So any insight you have, please share it. Okay, thank you. So, so getting into May and May topics, we've talked about Nurses Week and mental health and bike month. Um, it is also um, like water safety month <clears throat> or safe and healthy swimming month, I guess is what it used to be called something else. But um, so there's, there's kind of two aspects to that. There's one is, you know, trying to prevent drowning. Drowning is a, a leading cause of um, death and preventable death in very young children so that's important and of course it's always tragic when we hear about people having drowning incidents even even if they have survived it's tragic mm -hmm. um, and and a lot of it is preventable so we do want to take some precautions on preventing drowning um, and the other one is is not contracting illnesses when swimming so <laughs> What? Oh, man, I don't even like realize that's an option. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we've always I don't remember if we last year, we probably didn't talk about this because we had so many other topics. But um, we're just talking about how germs get into swimming water and even pools and just things you can do to prevent that and avoid getting sick from that. So I think I'm going to start with that, but I'm going to a sip of water real quick okay I, my voice is getting scratchy this morning yeah and if you'd like to ask a question 850-437-1620 is the number <clears> to text <throat> or call here to the Pensacola expert panel so so anyway getting into that healthy safe swimming um, information just knowing that you know pools and splash pads and other types of um, swimming bodies of water even the ones that are maintained with chlorine um, you just want to be careful not to either contaminate that water or, you know, be exposed to contaminants that might be in the water. Um, and that, you know, swallowing water, for example, would be an example of ways that you could um, get contract germs that would make you sick. Um, but, but that's, you know, one of the things that you might see if you go to a public pool is a shower outside by the pool. Um, and that's to help kind of rinse you off before you get into the pool so that you're not bringing anything into the pool. Um, I would always, you know, when you have particularly with small children, you want to make sure people that need to go to the bathroom get out of the pool and go do that in a bathroom. Um, and that, you know, they're fully cleaned and hand washed and everything before they get back in the pool. Um, don't swim when you're sick, especially if you have gastrointestinal or what we call GI illnesses. Um, because, you know, sometimes little accidents happen and you don't want that to get into the water as well and by that I mean poop I mean I'm just gonna <laughs> I say, just it. say it just, I'm okay I mean, with you saying it it's just what it is yeah it, it's better to be straight with it I'm telling you I have been to pools I'm talking about nice resorts Marie yeah and <clears> people <throat> with their children knowing they're sick have brought them and it's been a disaster a disaster and they've had to shut down the entire place and ask people to evacuate pretty much because it's been it they have to scrub everything yeah and that's I mean you know sometimes there's Accidents poop that you happen. can see but oh, sometimes yeah. it, you know it's small enough that it doesn't really make a noticeable 
impact in the water, but it can contaminate the water. So, you know, if you know your child's sick, don't take them into the pool. Um, if if they wear a diaper still, make sure they have a swim diaper. Those really aren't completely effective at containing things. So, you know, if you know that they've used the diaper, get them out of the diaper, put them in a clean one, um, change your diaper, child's diaper away from the pool, take them to the bathroom, um, ask your younger children frequently if they need to take a bathroom break and take them to the bathroom um, and always wash hands after as well. Yeah, and they have the outdoor showering area too. It, you kind of think of like the sunscreen, the timing. It is, you know, a little, it's a little rigid, right? But you put on your sunscreen, wait 30 minutes to get wet. So if you apply your sunscreen before you leave your hotel room or your house on that drive, let it set in. Then if you're going to a pool and your kid was like, oops, I have to go potty, you still do that good rinse. It's healthier for everyone. I remember growing up and going to like the public pool. You, they were like, you're not getting in the pool till you shower. Go shower. And the lifeguard would, you know, embarrass you. Be like, get over there and shower before you got in. Nowadays, I feel like it's not you know focused on as much people kind of like yeah whatever everybody is just pour some extra chlorine in it doesn't work like that I'll tell you it doesn't work like that (laughs) so and the the same thing applies to splash pads we have a couple of splash pads around here I know my kids love love playing in those um so you know just remember that that applies as well to those one of the things with splash pads that this is going to get kind of an uncomfortable topic but that you see a lot of times when kids are playing in splash pads you know the water squirts up out of the ground to make the sprinklers yeah and the little kids like to go over there and sit on them Mm -hmm. okay please don't do that don't let your kids do that (laughs) that's a great point it's a great that's a really I didn't really think about that I just tell them not to because I'm like it's weird and it's you know you're taking it away from everybody else (laughs) well but also that's a way to contaminate the water that goes through the splash pad system so um, yeah, so, you know, just I'm going to leave my little sheet here. You can find this one at cdc.gov, healthy water swimming. Um, but that's one of it's the do's and don'ts of making a healthy splash at splash pads. You know, stay out of the water if you're sick. Shower before getting into the water. Take kids to the bathroom or check diapers every hour frequently if needed. Um, so those are the do's. Don't swallow the water. Don't poop or pee in the water. It literally says that on the sheet. Don't sit on the jets. Sitting on jets can rinse poop off of your bottom. Mm. So, yeah. My word. Um, It's like a public enema. No, thank you. (laughs) So just, you know, think about those kind of things when you are um, swimming in pools and playing at splash pads. Thank you for saying that. It's like, I feel like parents are, you know, they think about these things and they want to go and say something, you know, or grandparents that are taking their grandkids to the splash pad and the and the pool throughout the summer right but then they're like you know what I feel like there should be just a lesson overall when at at public pools and swimming areas for the attendees the attendants and attendees here's the signs and we're going to call you out if you don't follow these rules on the signs right so yeah so the bottom line is if you don't want your kids playing in what other kids may have left behind don't let your kids leave anything behind either yeah. Oh, hey, Marie, we do have a question. Um, and if you get to this, that's good. If not, if I, it's totally fine. Do you know of any affordable places that do swim lessons for young children? That's, I feel like, a question every year. Because 
I'll tell you, I, I paid a lot of money for my kids to get swim lessons. Yeah, and that's a good question. I don't, I really, I can't answer to the affordable whether or not you know affordable is different for everybody, unfortunately. But um, <clears throat> I did um, avail myself of the Y for my kids. Okay. Um, and those I know were Pensacola good programs. State College, Bridget, do, do they still do swim lessons there? I'm not sure if they do. My children always went to the University of West Florida, so I know that they have swim lessons there. Okay. I'm not sure if Pensacola yeah. State is offering swim lessons, but my guess would be that they do. And I know there's an organization like called Sea, Scar- sea Stars Aquatics. I yeah, think that's they, where my kids went. Yeah, they have a lot of different programs. Um, I'm trying to think if the city has any or not. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Because I do have the city pools. I, I think the Hunter Pool, which I'm not even sure if – I know there's doing some construction there. So that that's I did see that. It does look like it's going to be open, though, for the summer. Okay, so that they usually partner with the Y there, I think, yeah. for the swim lessons. So that is a really good question. We might try to see if we can curate some information and, and push it out either through news radio or our website, which is escambiahealth.com. But um, we can work on that. That's a good question. And I'll that really ahead. does bring I us found, into. I found a few links. So I'll, while you okay. t- talk about the next topic, I'll go ahead and text those links over. Okay. Um, which is drowning prevention. So that is an important thing in terms of, um, again, trying to prevent a usually preventable injury or or death. Um, And that um, a lot of times involves young kids. So the fact that that caller or texter um, is interested in getting swim lessons to for their kids. I definitely want to applaud that. I think that's yeah, that's a good do. thing um, for kids that are you know old enough to be able to do that. That's important. Um, but yeah, and when we we've always pushed out the message when it comes to drowning prevention of what we call uh, touch supervision. So that is when you have young children in particular in the water that you should always be able to reach out and touch them to be able to literally grab your kid if you need to pull them out to safety. So um, so that is having a physically capable person within arm's reach of the child when they're swimming or in any type of water. That includes bathtubs. You know, we you hear a lot of times about um, drownings that happen in bathtubs, buckets of water, things like that. So um, really keeping a close eye on children and being within arm's reach of those very young children anytime they're around any kind of water is really important um so proper supervision and and this is a kind of a topic that i always would jump in with dr lanza would talk about this it was kind of my little soapbox that i would join in with them is is it that person that is supervising really needs to be physically capable and i say that because i can tell you how many times my mom would say well i will watch your children swim in my pool i can see them through my window from my recliner (laughs) I'm like, mm-hmm. no. no. I understand. You know. Oh, I have a very strict rule with my children, Marie and Bridget, that they cannot go swim at places unless their dad or myself is there. Um, because you never know if people start drinking. You never know if, if people just take their eyes off. They fall asleep. They read something. And it, people have laughed at me. But they're still young. They're still young, although they're pretty good swimmers um no it's really better to be safe than sorry 
so yeah and then you know with with my mom it's one of those things like not only it wasn't that she was in the recliner because she just didn't want to be out there it was just she was kind of mobility limited so so even you know if she were to run out there to try to help them I always told her I said I'll probably find all of you guys on the bottom of the pool you know it would would not be a good outcome in any way for anybody so really just make sure a physically capable person within arm's reach um especially when those children are very young that's important um you know other prevention you can find on um, watersmartfl.com and that is a resource for all kinds of things related to kind of pool safety in terms of ways you can make your pool a, a safer place and that talks about barriers and alarms um, the fencing around the pool I think is recommended to be about four feet high to have those self-latching gates um, things that will keep kids out of the pool hopefully um, without a supervisor there mm-hmm. with them um, and chimes and alarms if there's a door from the house out to the pool deck or building out to the pool deck is important um, another thing just to encourage when it comes to that is is you know knowing CPR and knowing some first aid as well if you did have to give some type of emergency aid in the interim until help showed up hopefully you won't be in that situation but um, kind of refreshing on things like CPR would be a good thing as well so um, and then again on this on the resource you can go to it talks about um, transitioning to swim lessons for kids and things like that as well so um, so those kind of things are Good to know going into the summer. Hopefully everybody will have a safe and healthy summer. Um, And like I said, that website that I was just referencing is watersmartfl, as in watersmartflorida.com. And then the other one that I got the splash pad information from, and I'll leave both of these with you, Bridget. Bridget. That's Bridget. (laughs) There used to be a host, Bridget, too. So, Jenna. Okay, and you can find those. What was yeah. the website link um, again? The other website was the cdc.gov, okay, the CDC. and that's right. backslash healthy water and swimming. Very so. good. Yeah, all the things. And adults, remind, remember, too, we have about 30 seconds left. If you're out on the boat, if you're doing water parks this year, if you're doing all those things, don't mix alcohol and, and water safety. It's really not a good idea. Um, just knowing people that I, I, I have we have lost their lives to it. It's just not something to mix. Um, have the fun and then save the rum for later, right? There you go. Um, mm. But enjoy the water parks. Enjoy them safely. And, of course, please remind those around you, too, to follow these guidelines so everybody can stay healthy and safe this summer. Right. And and my teaser for next month is going to be wear sunscreen. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit more about summer safety um, and some other topics. And you can follow us on Twitter at Healthiest Gambia. 